Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey, well, welcome back, Solar Warriors, Climate Champions. This is another Tactical Tuesday here on Suncast. These are conversations with subject matter experts designed to give you practical tools, tips, and advice for building your solar business or career and grow with us in this clean energy revolution here on Suncast. If Thursdays are thoughtful insights into the who of the industry, consider this the what, when, how, where, the tools of the trade, if you will. And very often, as is today, we bring you content from one of our many live broadcasts and trainings. This one in particular is coming to you from the most recent live event that we've held, which is RE+, where we partnered with the conference to bring the Power Up Media Zone to life. At the Media Zone, we interviewed industry thought leaders, personalities, executives, and founders to glean their insights about the current trends and where the industry is going. This is one such interview, and I know you are going to love it. And if you're new here, I would hope that you will subscribe to the show. I hope that we earn your attention and trust after today's conversation. Of course, you can find more than 525 additional founder stories and startup advice over in our catalog of back conversations at mysuncast.com. You will also find all of the conversations that we streamed live from the Power Up Media Zone over on YouTube. If you just search Suncast Media or if you just put in to YouTube the channel marker for Suncast Media, it's all one word, Suncast Media, you will certainly find our channel and become one of our more than 1,000 subscribers to that channel as well. For now, let's get down to business and tune up your skills, Solar Warrior, with another practical, tactical, live conversation from RE Plus here on Suncast. Well, trust me, you have no headaches compared to my guests today. <laughs> We have the heads of marketing for SunGrow, Shoals, EDPR, and Next Tracker. There happen to be some of my best friends. So this is probably my favorite panel to moderate because I can sit back and the guy who usually talks a lot has to moderate himself. <laughs> so let's start with introductions. We'll go around the horn in the, in the way I just did, starting with Naveed. Quick introductions, and then we're going to jump into the first question. Hi, my name is Naveed Hassan. I'm Director of External Affairs and Marketing for SunGrow Power Supply Company, I'm overseeing the Americas region. Uh, for the last 10 years, my uh, career has been really focused on building the brands of international manufacturers and you know, dedicating myself to localizing them for this market. Hi, good afternoon, everybody. My name is Kathy Heilman. I'm the VP of Marketing at Scholz Technologies Group. Scholz is a leading provider of electrical balancer systems uh, for solar energy storage and EV charging. I'm glad to be here. Good afternoon, everybody. Happy uh, second day of RE+. My name is Tom Warwick. I'm head of marketing for North America for EDP Renewables. We're the fourth largest owner and operator of uh, renewables globally and the fourth uh, largest owner of wind actually in the U.S. and catching up on the solar side. And uh, I am a new Texan, so uh, for those Texans in the audience, you know, Longhorns the whole way. And looking forward to the conversation today and to being amongst colleagues and also friends. Yeah. 
think it's called hook'em horns. Yeah, hook'em horns. <laughs> That's yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. Hi, my name is Kristen. That's Kristen. a Californian telling you that. That's a sad <laughs> word, yeah. Yeah. Um, Austin fan. Oh, okay. So, Kristen Kirsch, I'm uh, VP of Global Marketing at Next Tracker. We're the number one solar tracker in um, the U.S. as well as globally. We have nine offices around the world. So approaching 75 gigawatts delivered or operational around the world, software and solar tracker systems. And super thrilled to be here. I genuinely mean it when I say that these people are unbelievably smart about this topic. So I want us to try and bridle our enthusiasm. Each of you could speak for an hour on every single topic. So let's try to keep your answers to like one to two minute versions and I'll ask you to unpack it or more or actually... I'm sure you will ask each other, as I will encourage you to do. Definitely. <laughs> so I'm going to ask the question, and it's not a, I'm not going to direct it to any of you. Take it. We don't need everybody to answer on each one, so don't feel compelled, and then we'll move on. I just need any of, any of you could answer these. So I'm going to direct this one specifically because Kristen and I talked about it beforehand. What is B2B marketing? It's, so, it's such a conflicting term. And B2C seems to rue the day or like we sort of win the day. Everybody talks about two consumers. Can you help us understand, Kristen, what is B2B marketing? And then anyone who wants to tag on. B2B marketing for me is in our business is reaching, as simple as it sounds, another business and you aren't reaching a consumer. So the, the style of marketing still needs to be emotive. Everyone thinks that B2C marketing is very emotional and you need to tug at those heartstrings. You can do that to another business because why? Because it's about relationships. You've all heard it. You know, you're going to be um, really, really honing in on um, like culture and, and nurturing those friendships with those, with those customers that you have. And at the end of the day, that's what I have to say. Yeah, no, tagging on really shortly. 100% agree. It's a long-term relationship, right? Also, B2B marketing, you know, um, involves many stakeholders, right? Unlike B2C, where you just have your consumers or customers, right? You can set them up and, and market verticals. With B2B, especially for us as a developer, right, and a global IPP, that could be stakeholders ranging from, you know, CNI off-takers through to utilities, through to community relations and, and community affairs, right? So there's many businesses, right, that we engage. And I think it's all about problem solving. We're all here in the business of building more projects. The question is, how do we help each other in building those projects of the future? Yeah, just adding on to that, I would say, in addition to relationship building, I would just say it's about long-term relationship building. Because unlike in the B2C world, where oftentimes you're focusing on converting a customer, closing a deal, and then your opportunity with that customer is probably gone for a while. In the B2C world, certainly in the solar development world, we're talking about ongoing relationships with customers that are continuing to develop solar projects so that the depth and quality of the relationship is so important and that's what we try and express throughout marketing and sales and all of our activities. Yep, B2B marketing to me um, is not only about marketing a product and bringing it to you know the relevant customer base, it's also about really positioning your company's core competencies you know, really finding the strengths of each department within your company and positioning it accordingly uh, to, you know, make it the ideal partner uh, for your customer base. If we contextualize business to business marketing, there's a couple of things, you know, we, the promise here is B2B marketing that actually works, which presumes you've done something that is qualifiably good, that it achieves a goal. So I have kind of a two-pronged question. You can take either one that you like. How do you qualify that B2B, that the marketing that's been done is good. And that's a bit of goal setting, which is what are the goals of B2B marketing to begin with and how are they measured? 
it's all about lead conversion, right? So um, I've been an advocate of marketing, communications, and PR are very different businesses, right? And very different skill sets. And in, in B2B marketing, for me, it's about cradle to project conversion and tracking that. What messages are resonating? What stakeholder outreach efforts are working? Be it, and it's not only digital marketing, right? It's also community events. It's also ribbon cuttings, right? It's also advertising. It's social media. It's really looking at all these different platforms and figuring out, okay, what mix of platforms is getting the message uh, across and reaching the consumers and having people actually react to it, right? It's the old adage of marketing or advertising. And uh, an average consumer has to see something seven times before they jump on it or react to an ad, yeah. right? Be it purchasing an item, right? Or a call it to action, right? So it is that proving that, that, RP, uh, that ROI mm. and that lead conversion from cradle to project. Yep. So I would actually take issue with that. Okay. <laughs> and yes, I'm going to agree with you. But at the same time, what if your sales team comes to you and says, we don't need leads? Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. So what would you say to that? So sales well, they're a very lucky team if they don't lead leads, right? Because you always need a pipeline and you always lead needs, uh, need leads. And tell me about, I want your sales team then because... Uh, <laughs> I got the opposite request. We, you know, we, we need pipeline. But, um, but no, to your point, though, it is about working with your sales team, right? I would say a, a marketer, especially in B2B marketing, you're a cross-cutting member of the team working with your comms team, yeah. working with your sales team, right? And also working with your developers on the ground, especially for me, working with our project managers, right? To assess what are the challenges needed and what are our other businesses feeling, you know, in terms of needs and how can we work together to, you know, produce a, a good product. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll step in for a second before you jump in is, what we're really talking about in terms of semantics is where in the funnel do we add the most value as marketers? And is it like, are we talking tactical or strategic? And, uh, you know, at the, at the high level again, what are the goals ultimately of marketing? What you guys are arguing about is really like, is it generating leads or is it sales conversion? Right? I think it's is all it, of them. How does, Education. You, you, uh -huh. can't, you can't qualify just I, one place. As next track, are we... Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Talking. It's a marketing panel, so... <laughs> we talked a lot, yeah. <laughs> as, as for, so for you, Naveed, who I know well, Kathy, who I know well, for us to convert... EDPR, what do we have to do? We have to educate, yeah. right? But how are we going to educate EDPR and those that are going to be at the procurement um, stage? What's the pain point of the procurement person if we don't need leads? Yeah. Well, there's different pain points for different stakeholders mm -hmm. at any customer exactly. organization. And you really, that's where the communications comes in and relationship building. Because ultimately, you need to build that trust between the two organizations yeah. to be effective business partners over the long term. I'm glad you said that because that tees up perfectly exactly what I wanted to mention next. In a world where increasingly selling something like the BLA or an inverter or hunks of steel, we are, in, <laughs> we are in a commoditized product category, or our customers want to commoditize us, how do you stand out in that crowd? And in particular, like the three of you have worked a lot together from a product category perspective. So talk about some of the partnerships that have worked between SunGrow and Next Tracker and Shoals. And then we'll come back to EDP as, a, as both a customer and a savvy marketer. Sure. Well, we just made an announcement jointly with Next Tracker yesterday about a, uh, a new version of our flagship BLA product 
that works well with Next Tracker's long north-south rows mm. uh, to, to preserve the uh, unencumbered access along those north-south rows. And that was the result of, I would say, a deep partnership between our two organizations across many departments, you know, engineering, certainly the executives, engineering teams, sales teams. And so we work together. We have common customers that have come to us both with this problem saying, hey, I really love BLA, but I don't want to have to, you know, tie up my rows. So right. we came out with this product as a result of that. And that's just one example of the way that we work together to serve common customer problems. Yeah. And one thing I'll point out here that I hope you'll see as a through line is partnerships between companies that are trying to sell similar or, or not similar, but complementary products is meant to, again, do really one thing well. They've got excellent sales teams that aren't necessarily relying. Let's face it, Shoals and Next Track aren't looking for a whole lot of leads. That's why they can give you a thousand tickets for a party that's going to serve beer for free. <laughs> um, but what they do need is the, the unified lift among your sales teams, right? Naveed, you guys have done that really well. Yeah, I think telling the story of, or really just sh painting the picture for the customer, they can see firsthand through your marketing messaging, what the partnership, you know, what it looks like to you know, develop a project with your particular technology. Yes. So for example, if um, a customer is already familiar with Next Tracker but doesn't really know SunGrow, to put together a case study where both of those products are complementary and you know providing value add to the customer uh, is a really powerful message and just you know kind of you know how, lets the customer get that vision really of what it's going to look like to uh, to work with these products you know in the, in the real world. I think partner selling in, is a B two B strategy that will never get old, right? Like white papers might get old, webinars might get old. I think partner Super like. Old. Cross-partner selling is an amazing strategy that I see you guys do really well. Yeah, I have another question because here's, here's something that you can definitely lean into because Tom has invested in data. Does social media actually freaking work for big brands? You know, it does. And I, kind of picking up on what everyone's been saying, it's leveraging each other's brands right? It's the case studies. It's uh, one example also sitting next to Kristen here. Um, our CEO, Sandhya Napathi for North yes. America, was invited to the amazing BC, uh, BCI, BCL, BCL. BCL Steel unveiling in Pittsburgh. And what an amazing story about workforce development in the Rust Belt, right? And us joining forces as an amazing supplier of some of our cutting edge yeah. technologies and us talking about the, the development projects that are really affecting Pennsylvania. That was an amazing ribbon cutting. That photograph has been used by almost everybody, every publication, every time the IRA was referred. That that's yeah. a picture with Secretary Granholm at that ribbon cutting. Our CEO is right next to her. Kristen's CEO is to the left of her, right? So it was an amazing example of leveraging each other's brand and also talking about the, the, the social issues, right, that we all have to address as an industry, yeah. right? Workforce development, diversity yeah. in our supply chain, things like that. And that's where social media works. And to your point, Kristen, the, you can still get emotional and passionate about these things. You can still make an emotional connection, even to a business, if you're hitting those, those kinds of those topics, those pain points that we all have to face. I mean, all of us are addressing RFPs. We're being asked, how are you impacting local economies, right? Yeah. How are you aiding in diversification of your supply chain, right? How are you helping local students run community colleges get into education, get into renewables? Diversifying your workforce. And diversifying your workforce, exactly. So that's where social media, I think, when, when you really unite with your partners on that messaging that resonates, that's where social media, especially LinkedIn, you know, moves across the, the whole board. Yeah, LinkedIn is yeah. so important for us, too. 
Are we? And that's where, that's I, I, where you know, most of our customers, yeah. you know, hang out on LinkedIn. Yeah, I would say Instagram and TikTok, right, and Facebook, not so much. Not so much. But I would say Twitter still, I think, in terms of reaching out to media stakeholders, yes, people follow Twitter, you know, especially the media follows Twitter. But today, it's all about LinkedIn. Yeah, all about LinkedIn advertising, right, and, and really reaching out and uh, and really developing that followership. Well, you there. just said a, a word that I think is really interesting. You said it's about LinkedIn advertising. Yes, and expensive. Yes. It's expensive. Yeah. LinkedIn advertising, if you get granular, it is, you know? <laughs> if I'm reaching out to, uh, let's say, you know, on the ground folks, you know, um, local EPCs like in Illinois yeah. and a certain county, it gets, the more granular it gets, the more expensive it gets. Yeah, yeah. I think social media. Don't forget me- Google. Oh, oh Google true. too. Yeah. I think social media is a perfect example of what Kristen was saying earlier that B2B and B2C marketing techniques are not always, you know, so different. Yeah. I think when you apply certain B2C uh, practices with your social media platform, you know, for example, the attention span of a consumer, no matter what, when you're on the internet, is going to be similar, whether it's a B2C product or yep. B2B product. So short videos, I think TikTok might be the future of B2B marketing. Indeed. We don't know. Yeah. Heaven help us. If it yeah. <laughs> so before you're on social media, what do you need? Right? I don't know if anyone out in the audience is looking for, okay, so we have, which right, what is right for my business? Mm. Before you're even on LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram or you're even taking out a TikTok, like Jen Bristol, our, our, our beloved Jen Bristol over at SIA, you know, she gets in, a, in, a, in an outfit, in a costume with sun, sun what was it, a sunflower? <laughs> <laughs> sunny, sunny, I love that. That was, that was very viral. What I was going to say. Sorry, I saw my friend Dan Witten out there. I had to say something. Is brand pillars. So it all comes back to your key messages, your brand platform, and understanding what are your pillars. So, for example, uh, at Next Tracker, we look at partnerships, leadership, and technology. Every single thing that we do needs to be consistent. Why? Because that's the way people remember things. Yeah. You're going to remember this guy's wearing a green suit. Right? Oh, that guy, even yesterday I saw him. He was wearing a bow tie, but today is a different bow tie. But nevertheless, it's a bow tie. Key messages, brand pillars, all are the support structure and your foundation for your brand and anything you do on social. If I can also add, I think um, customer journeys are important. You have to know your customers. And what people skip to right away is all the fun stuff, right? The social media, the case studies, things like that. All of that is not going to work if you don't have customer journeys mapped out and you have to know your customers well. You have to interview customers and do your homework. You have to know I mean, their pain all points. all of that right. is not worth it. Yeah. yeah. You have to go know your customers' pain points because if you're, otherwise you're you know, marketing to, to something they don't care about. And I think understanding exactly what led to the procurement or you know, your customer to finally choosing your brand, like what were the elements that went into that? Are, it's like very important in creating your marketing strategy and messaging strategy because those key points will definitely guide you to the right direction. Hey, family, one quick reminder here that if you haven't yet joined Resource Labs, you are missing out. It is our outstanding community. It's the evolution of Suncast moving from presentations, you listening to us talk, to conversations, our community involved in conversations as varied as powering Australia to green hydrogen to crypto and so many other things. Our newsroom is full of great insights. The main chat and even our RE Plus Where to Party At channel have been popping off. We've got more than 100 folks enjoying the community, and I would invite you in. You can do that at mysuncast.com forward slash 
community. Come see how Resource Labs can help you grow your influence, impact, and income. See you inside. Hey, I know you are a savvy listener. Heck, you're listening to Suncast, and you've probably, as a result, heard of a little company called SunGrow. If you're not using SunGrow inverters on your projects, I would love to better understand why. They are the inverter of choice for many of the EPCs that I know. SunGrow is the number one in gigawatts deployed. They've got the top bankability in the industry. HexSolve uses them for the majority of their projects. And you may not even know, but SunGrow has the largest R&D team in the power electronics industry. These three key points alone have convinced most of the major U.S. developers to prefer SunGrow. They now experience a diversified supply chain, local service team, patented containerized product, all with their seamless, pain-free commissioning. Look, imitation is the highest form of flattery. So why spend all of your cycles on what inverter to use when the largest EPC in the land has already done the heavy lifting for you? You can have their same experience for your projects. See how at mysuncast.com forward slash sungrow. I want to highlight something that back to, there's a couple of things that I'll touch on. There's always the quandary of, are we doing branding and social or are we for the company or are we like Dan Sugar, like Sandhya Ganapati, trying to actually help our executives have a presence that then points back to the company, right? Build a following for them. And uh, I, see, I see different takes on it, right? I think that SunGrow does an amazing job corporate branding. I mean, you guys do an amazing job of, of like an integrated marketing plan for that. But like, there's not, there's not a lot of like personalities at SunGrow for Naveed to necessarily like stand up on social media. So they focus a lot on having the SunGrow brand be ubiquitous. So it really comes down to what, if your brand pillar is, is clear on how you want to highlight your leaders and you have charismatic leaders, then it, it tweaks a bit your marketing strategy of how you approach social. I'll just, I'll just highlight that. One of the things that each of you were involved in that really stands out to me as a key way that large companies leverage B2B are associations, right? So SIA and SIPA, we're super grateful for SIA and SIPA and the work they do. We're grateful for ACP and the work that they're doing. Renewable Forward, let's talk about how that came together really quickly. I know it's Kristen's, Kristen's baby, but we've all been involved in this thing called Renewable Forward. And how does that represent a way that B2B marketing actually works to create goodwill in the marketplace? So if you're not all familiar with Renewables Forward, Renewables Forward is a collective to bring more diversity within the renewable energy space. So we are a collective of companies and CEOs and, and partnership organizations like ACOR. And we all banded together and we said, how can we change our industry? How can we make this more diverse? How can we create that workforce development, that number that we're trying to reach of 1 million workers in the next what, three, four years by 2030 to get to 1 million, how are we going to do that? And how do we want to do that in a just and equitable way? So Renewables Forward, just quick plug there. We had our breakfast this morning, a new yeah. member um, membership organization gathering, but please plug in. It's a really amazing organization. And um, I don't know, I'm, I, I want to give an opportunity for you guys. There's amazing things going on that you are doing in diversity and DEI, the book that you guys just published. I mean, so many cool things. Well, definitely, I would say, you know, plug to ACOR. So out of full transparency, I was employee number two at ACOR 
close to 19 years ago. <laughs> and they have an amazing program called the Accelerate Program, which helps uh, startups from marginalized communities who have CEOs, who have the leadership. They just need the introductions, right? And uh, it's a partnership. And so that's an amazing program to get involved with. Um, also, you have Rise and the Solar Fellows. We're all about education. Um, there's so many uh, amazing um, young ladies out there who want to be technicians who are doing some amazing work. And so that's another program to really get plugged into. And then personally, and taking off my EDPR hat, putting on my author hat, um, I, uh, October 1st, my book is being launched. We took the risk about the original risk takers in the U.S. renewable energy industry. I spent COVID interviewing about 100 executives and really writing together the history of who were those risk takers. And uh, my publisher leaked the ebook uh, two days ago just to test the market. And believe it or not, um, and I was saying this to Kristen and others, I ranked number one in trending books for get what, guess what category? Not wind, not solar, I petroleum. <laughs> because so many oil and gas people were downloading the book to figure out how do I get into renewables? Who do I need to know? What's the jargon, right? I am trending number one this morning in wind energy. So I'll get to solar hopefully eventually. Well, it helps, um, it helps that EDPR is a leader in wind. Well, yeah, it does. But I mean, we're at a solar show. I've been tweeting. I've been, you know, talk about yeah. bad marketing. I should be like on number one in solar today. But it's uh, a challenge. You're being it's a challenge. There in but the it's, it's, it's about that. And I think we all took the risk. And I think my big message there is we're an industry of risk takers. And in a time when we're being told to avert risk, to stay away from risk, we actually need to take risks again to get to the yeah, next level, right? right? Definitely. Yeah. So... I have a whole bunch of other questions that we'll do a follow-up interview. I think maybe we'll do, we'll schedule one and do an AMA with you guys. It'd be amazing. We should do this as like a, a quarterly roundtable. In the last minute that we have, you would take this marketing tool out of my cold, dead hands. You can get a backup as well if you need two choices. What's your answer? HubSpot. <laughs> Love it. Trello. Trello. I even prepped them for the question and it's hard to decide. <laughs> Only one? Yeah, I would say, you know, our CRM, our DG team is using QuickBase, which is a competitor to Salesforce, oh, yeah. and it's been very effective. So I'd wow. say QuickBase 100%, 100%. Good old-fashioned checklist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Process is everything. How you do anything is how you do everything. Checklists win the day. How about that? At the end of the day, all the software for Salesforce and everything else is just automating checklists. It's just automating how we write stuff down and make sure we do it over and over and over again, and that's what good marketing is. Well, folks... Up on the stage, we have a great example of what good marketing is. There are few in, uh, in our industry who do marketing equally as well. I would say none who do it better. We've got Naveed from SunGrow, Kathy from Shoals, Tom from EDPR, and of course, Kristen from Next Tracker. Global leaders in marketing. Hopefully, you've learned something about how B2B marketing works and the kinds of B2B marketing that actually do work. Are you guys going to have a second to stick around if folks have questions? Or you got to rush sure. to the next yeah. yeah. Awesome. So I'll be floating around. We're going to kick off the next session here in just a few minutes. Stick around. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to today's live stream replay from RE Plus Power Up Media Zone. I want to thank once again the sponsors who helped make the Media Zone possible, in particular, Fluence, who is our presenting sponsor, and our wonderful supporting sponsors as well who contributed to this show. Thanks again to RE Plus for trusting us with half of your booth on the show floor. And thanks to each and every one of you who not only showed up here for this replay, but who showed up live on the show floor to help create that audience atmosphere and give us that feedback right from the show floor. 
I'd love to know what you learned from this conversation. If you'd go to mysuncast.com and click on the episode notes page, you'll find a link to the show notes for this episode right in your podcast player in the description. We always link to it. And in that show notes page, you'll easily find links to all of our social media. Would you take a moment and go on to LinkedIn, find the post that we've made for this episode, and let us know what you thought about this one in particular. I know that the guests would love to hear your feedback, and I would love to know how we can make this a more enjoyable experience for you or where exactly this landed and resonated for you. How does this episode help you push forward in your career, your business, your journey in this clean energy revolution? If you want to enjoy even more conversations like this, well, not only do we live stream the whole RE Plus event to our YouTube channel, which is also easily findable there in the show notes page, but we have more than 525 episodes, resources, highlights from all these discussions, along with social media links and each guest's book recommendations, their insights, and so much more over on our website at mysuncast.com. If you've been wondering how you could partner with Suncast, like one of our sponsors did for this live event, or like our many partners throughout the year have partnered on our mini episodes and our custom Tactical Tuesday episodes, or if you'd like to just inquire about potentially having me look at your business through the coaching lens or as an advisor and investor and help scale your clean energy business, well, you could find out how to do more of all of that by going over to mysuncast.com. We try to make it a little easier for you to find the path that meets your needs as you scale your personal and professional journey in the clean energy economy. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle.